Welcome to the Nittany Blues Podcast. By Penn State fans, for Penn State fans. Here are your hosts, Andrew and Vince. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Nittany Blues Podcast. Vince, we just watched our Nittany Lions take out the Ohio State Buckeyes on the road. Yes, a lot of great things about tonight, uh, but number one, it always feels great to beat Ohio State. That is 100% correct, whether it be, well, not really football in our case too often, but in <laughs> wrestling and in many other sports, it always does feel good. So, uh, I mean, what a crazy game this was. Nearly 20 lead changes. Uh, we saw Jalen Pickett get hot right at the right time, right towards the end, but we saw other guys step up like Cameron Winter and Seth Lundy in really key spots during this game. But uh, walk us through what you saw out there. Like, what was your general takeaway? Yeah, general... Early on, it was just a good competitive game. Both teams were knocking down a lot of threes. I thought Cam Winter had a really nice performance tonight. Uh, he's he's been playing so big uh, these past couple of weeks, and you know there's been times where we've seen uh, Pick playing really well. Uh, Lundy's been doing good. You know, Funk has been hitting his shot. Uh, he was actually over two tonight. Didn't really get many opportunities. Ohio State did a good job of shutting him down, but. Cam Winter is is really the guy we've been missing. Uh, that's that led to that four game losing streak, uh, you know. And he's played some really great basketball, but the kind of basketball we saw him playing, you know, in November and December, and he, he's just back to himself. So it's so great to see. He was seven of twelve tonight, uh, eighteen points, six rebounds, an assist, four of five from three. Uh, really incredible night from him, Lundy. Uh, Continues to do Seth Lundy things. Uh, Nineteen points uh, could have been more if he knocked out. If he had a better free throw shooting night, uh, five rebounds, five of nine shooting, so extremely efficient. And then you had Jalen Pickett. Uh, first half only two points. He did have to uh, sit on the bench for a while because he did get in some foul trouble and had to play a little bit more conservatively. But second half, it was game on. Uh, eight of eleven for the game, twenty points. Uh, 21 points actually in the second half uh, total domination by Jalen Pickett and uh, something I really saw towards the end of the game that I really enjoyed was we were the team that decided to string together some defensive stops. And we've talked about this a lot, how Penn state um, when it comes down to the wire, the, the, the other team always seems to be the one shutting us down. And we have, you know, three, four minutes where we, we don't score a bucket. Well, that right. was Ohio State tonight. They had, you know, six missed shots in a row when we were up three. And then, you know, they were one of eight. So if you're going, if you're forcing the other team one of eight down the stretch and it's a close game, uh, you're going to win that game nine times out of 10. So really impressed with how they close things down the stretch. And of course, uh, free throw shooting, always important. Uh, you know, if, if a game's not, not a blowout, free throws are always important. And to uh, be clutch in those situations, and knock down those free throws. Uh, you know, really impressive from Jalen Pickett. He was five and five from the line tonight. So uh great things from uh those three. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Pickett, say everything you want about him. I mean, he's just put on an absolute show in these last couple of weeks. I mean, doing things that haven't been done on the national stage, both at a college or a pro level by, you know, only a small handful of players out there. What's crazy is that he only had two points in the first half, but then ended up being the leading scorer on the team on a night that Penn State actually was doing pretty well offensively with 75 points. I mean, that's not uh, not really like a like a bad game per se. But, you know, speaking of uh, shooting, how about the freshman from Ohio State, Bryce Sensabaugh? Man, it seemed like that kid just couldn't miss. Yeah, really impressive player. And I do think Ohio State is going to give us fits in the future, especially next year when we're losing all these sixth year seniors that we have. And, uh, you know, Ohio State leads the Big Ten in in minutes by their freshmen. So their freshmen play 41% of the minutes. So, you know, it's a very young team going against the oldest team in college basketball. And um, I definitely think like Penn State is the oldest. I think so. Just because wow. we have so many sixth year guys because of the COVID year and, and stuff. Right, so right. Okay. We we got some old guys out there. We like we got some uh, millennials on our team. <laughs> That's how old we are. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not a uh, like in the hip Gen Z crowd right now with uh, with our basketball <laughs> squad. Uh, but no, nah, this was uh, this was a fun uh, a fun game for sure. I mean, when it was tied at thirty seven, it really just felt like it could go either way. Like for me. When I was watching Penn State, you know, I thought that they had a pretty decent game defensively, but it was just that Ohio State kept knocking down these contested shots like back and forth. It just, you know, didn't seem like, you know, it was really the fault of Penn State, but, uh, you know, Ohio State just kind of hung around. And uh, yeah, I mean, Jalen Pickett. Uh, just with some absolute heroics at the end with that and one with the flex in front of the camera, I was like, oh, yeah, he 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 wants this one like he he just decided that the game is over. And how mm-hmm. about that ending sequence of Ohio State chucking up what seemed like a billion threes um, only for time to run out with 30 seconds on the clock like that was that was just insanity. That was insanity. Uh I I just think sometimes it's better to be lucky than good for for I don't know what happened there like Penn State forgot to rebound and luckily Ohio State forgot how to shoot three pointers like again you're in a rush and when you're in a rush like that especially with young freshmen you know you're not thinking about setting your feet because your, your footwork is is so important in your jump shot and being on balance and if you're not on balance it makes it that much more difficult to to knock down the three but uh, you know credit to Penn State they did enough to win today and. You know, for a team that Valentine's Day, which was like a week and a half ago, they didn't have back to back wins, uh, you know, since Big Ten play started. So the fact that they got three Big Ten wins in a row and two of them being in a road on the road and another one sweeping Illinois, uh, definitely a really good week and a half of Penn State basketball. And I'm really hoping it can continue into Rutgers on Sunday. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they have three games left here to really put the exclamation point on the regular season. Uh, You know, I think what was really impactful about this game in particular is that this put Penn State in the three win uh, scenario as far as quad win games are concerned. So kind of seems like Penn State is getting hot at the right time, kind of playing some of their best basketball down the stretch. And, you know, having the national player of the week on your squad definitely doesn't hurt that is, uh, either. But, you know, it kind of seems like Penn State is, uh, you know, kind of finding their groove a little bit. Yeah, they really are. And I, I think the uh, the analysts actually messed that up a little bit because we did beat Illinois twice. So we swept them. So I think that should be you know now four quad one wins 
Oh, I for see Penn State because we beat them twice, so that wouldn't make sense for them to be quad one one time and not quad one the other time. True, unless they count it as oh when you play them. But uh, you know, so four quad one wins for Penn State. That's always good. Finally, string together three wins after getting four consecutive losses, and you know, a couple of those that are really really close games that they should have won and just kind of let slip away. So the fact that they're getting things together, uh, that's great. Another great thing is that we still have three games left in the regular season and Penn state already has a program record for most three pointers made in Penn state history. So that's crazy. You love to see that. Um, and you know, really impressive that they can just string together, you know, these victories like this. And if they can just keep this up, uh, they, I think they can play with just about, anybody and uh Rutgers uh when they played last time we'll, we'll be talking about this a little bit they did not have a good three-point shooting night right right and uh you know I saw I forget who Rutgers is playing tonight but the commentator kind of made okay yeah and uh in the pregame show the commentator was saying that Rutgers is uh kind of been down a little bit lately so you know it kind of seems like Penn State coming off like a good stretch of basketball with uh, consecutive wins over Illinois, Minnesota, and Ohio State has really primed themselves well uh, to kind of right the wrongs against Rutgers. So, you know, obviously we're not going to have to wait long to see how they're going to be playing them this upcoming Sunday. Uh, but, you know, before we get to talking about the Rutgers game, you want to hand out some player awards? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you, you go first. Who do you think deserves the Bird Brawler Award? <laughs> well, you know, I think the, the obvious answer um, might be uh, Jalen Pickett, you know, just given his recent stretch, but I'm going to go and say Seth Lundy. I, uh, really just enjoyed watching him, um, create opportunities, uh, even drawing a couple of fouls, uh, outside the, the, uh, three point line just kind of seems like a guy who plays very complimentary basketball to Jalen Pickett, uh, really knows his role, executes it very well. And it shows up in the stat sheet. So he's getting my award. Yeah, definitely a worthy candidate. And the past two weeks, he's been really, uh, you know, in a, an important cog in the, the success, success of Penn State basketball and uh, all the success they've had. But mine has to be uh, Cameron Winter. He's just mm-hmm. stepped up seven of 12, 18 points, really big time performance from him. And, and, and this was in a, a must win game. And in a time when, Penn State gets hit with some adversity early in the game and pick has to go to the bench because he gets in foul trouble. Um, Just really impressive that Cam, you know, took the initiative to step up and, you know, he was big time, Seth did his thing. And then, you know, my Mahoney Mahler has to go to Jalen Pickett, Uh, doing amazing things. Um, Even though for some reason he doesn't seem to get calls from the officials, even though he's the national player of the week. Right. Uh, so you think when you earn an honor like that, you would get more of the benefit of the doubt. And, and some of these yeah, even, calls, but- even the commentators were saying that he was like, come on, this is like the national player of the week. Can't catch a break here. I was just kind of laughing <laughs> yeah. because I'm like, that's exactly what Vince says. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he did a he had an easy layup. But what he kind of did was he pump faked it, trying to get the defender to draw a foul to an and one. So like when I saw that, I was like, OK, he's definitely going for an and one here. And. I think he he got enough contact for a foul, but you know didn't get it. And you know, there's been times where, you know, you've seen fouls in the game where they're not fouled quite as hard. So it's kind of one of like one of those things where not always 
consistent and it just doesn't seem to break his way a lot, but uh, it doesn't matter because he'll just say, uh, you know, F it. I'm going to hit some fadeaways. I'm going to knock down some threes. Uh, Jalen Pickett can, can score in a plethora of ways. He's just that good. It yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> I, uh, I heard somebody make the comment that he's got like an old man's game. Cause you know, he just kind of has those like shifty moves. He's got surprising strength and stuff like that. And he can, uh, score on you in a bunch of different ways. So I thought it was aptly put, but yeah, just Jalen Pickett doing Jalen Pickett things. Yeah. His game is a little bit like, uh, James Harden where he likes to back other guards down in the post and takes a lot of dribbles and, you know, just seems to hit a fade away. It's just, He's like the opposite of James Harden when it comes to drawing fouls. Like Harden gets all the calls and um, he's not quite as lucky in that regard. Right. Uh, mo- moving on uh, to Rutgers. Uh, this is a big time revenge game. Last time they played the Nittany Lions, it was a butt whooping. I believe it was Penn State's worst loss of the season where they lost 65-45 and just had an, an anemic offensive performance against the Ooh, Rutgers nice Scarlet word. Knights. Anemic. I yeah, like it. It was it was tough to watch. Looking up at the the three-point percentage, it was around 15 or 16 percent. And they just could not buy a three. And Ruck, it wasn't like Rutgers was doing anything special from behind the arc. Rutgers was 31%. But uh yeah, this is going to be, in my opinion, a much different matchup. Yeah, it kind of seems like uh, Penn State is, like I said, catching them at a good time for them, uh, just playing the level of basketball that they have been recently. And, you know, I just I think that having confidence uh, against these squads that, you know, they're going to be able to kind of turn it around, um, face some adversity and overcome it, I think can be uh, really transferable for situations like this. So I think that, you know, Penn State mentally just has everything in front of them. Um, they have three chances left to kind of make their statement to the committee. So now it's just about going out there and playing really. So just don't be afraid of the moment. Um, obviously Rutgers has had their good moments this uh, season. So now it's time to have ours. Yeah, I agree. And uh, like you said, it seems like we are getting Rutgers, you know, at a good time. They haven't had quite as much success uh, as they did early in the season. And in January when they were knocking down uh, Purdue and, you know, having all that success and, uh, you know, there's some areas in the team in the game where I think Penn state can do a lot better. And I definitely like Penn state in the BJC. I, I think that's a huge advantage. That'll be a weekend game. So I think there'll be a, a solid crowd out, um, you know, compared to that Illinois game on a Tuesday night, it was Valentine's day. So people were out, you know, with their, with their Valentine's and their dates and whatnot. But, uh, you know, this is going to be a very different matchup, in my opinion. Uh, one area where I think it's going to be very different is the three-point line. There is not a snowball's chance in hell that Penn State shoots 15% from the three-point line in the BJC yeah. in a revenge game against a hated rival and the, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights and you know, I think that in basketball, there's there's a little bit more of a rivalry with uh, Rutgers and Maryland than football, just because they're they're on the same level in terms of talent and, and ability. So I, I do think that you know, especially since they lost the first matchup on the road, they're going to be highly motivated. They're going to be riding the high of these three wins, and, and Rutgers has been kind of you know up and down recently. So that's one area where I think they can do better. Another area uh, is the free throw line. Uh, we've seen Penn State get to the line recently in these past three games. Whereas in the past, like it's been like four free throws a game and 
they just were not getting there at all. Um, when they played last time, Rutgers got 19 shots and Penn State only got nine. Penn State shot 56% from behind the arc or uh, behind the line and Rutgers shot 79%. So that was three pointers along with uh, free throw percentage. Those are both huge factors in the game. And the last and probably most important one that I'll be looking for, um, just because this is going to drive me crazy if we do, don't do better in the statistics, is rebounds. Rutgers amassed 41 rebounds to Penn State's 25 in their first matchup. That's just uh, an abysmal number, uh, you know, to get almost out-rebounded two to one. So, um, you know, Coach Ruse, uh said, you know, after that Rutgers matchup, you know, he challenged them, you know, to you know play like men, be tough, be tougher than the other team, and then they bounced back and they just you know beat the snot out of Michigan. So I definitely think that you know. Coach Drews is going to be, you know, pulling up some stats from this one and having a lot of stuff in the locker room and, you know, knowing that the guys played soft and I think that'll motivate them to play, you know, with an extra chip on their shoulder. And I think defensively the past couple of games, we played well, like when we played Minnesota, you know, I thought Minnesota hit a lot of difficult shots early in the game. And like we said with tonight against Ohio state, Ohio state is a pretty solid three-point shooting team and, and, you know, shooting team in general, they knock down a lot of difficult shots. So, um, you know, I think Penn state is going to play against Rutgers with some, uh, physicality and some nastiness. How about you? Yeah, I, I feel pretty much exactly the same way that you do. I think that, you know, they're finding like a gritty streak, if you will. Um, you know, I just felt like defensively they were, uh, really kind of dialed in. I just think that Ohio state was knocking down a bunch of uh, really tough shots which made the score closer than uh it might have you know been in uh, other situations so i think that penn state is going to have uh, a bit of a chip on their shoulder like you said just uh with the fact that they got just smashed against rutgers uh the last time that they played them and they know kind of what's in front of them and the opportunity that they have and like you said shrewsbury just kind of seems to be a really great motivator just kind of finding the right uh you know levers to pull kind of reminds me a little bit of like kirby smart at georgia in that you know he'll like find the right words to like motivate his guys even though they just beat you know like a top three opponent or something like that because mm -hmm. he tries to get every single ounce out of his players that he can and i think that kirby uh excuse me uh shrewsbury has a little bit of that in him as well so i think all the signs are pointing to uh you know positive things for penn state but obviously we got to play the game first so we'll we'll see what happens you know against Rutgers, we did not have a very good team performance uh, overall. So here's some numbers for you in terms of scoring in the previous matchup. So Jalen Pickett had 15, Funk had 12, Lundy had 12. So you combine that, that is 39 of Penn State's 45 points. So those were the only guys that, that showed up. So in this matchup, I'm not anticipating Cam Winter has zero points with how he's been playing. I'm not anticipating that Miles Dredd goes 0 of 5 and, you know, Dallin Johnson 0 of 2. Caleb Dorsey, Mahaffey, Brown, Mike Yehan didn't didn't score in this one. Uh, so I think, you know, those guys are going to show up and have some minutes. Uh, Kanye Clary was one of four in this one. So, like, there is just really not much production from anywhere offensively on the team. So I do believe that Penn State is going to perform a lot better offensively. Um, and moving on to the Scarlet Knights, um, you know, I think you will see a, a lot of different things from them. We've talked about uh, Clifford 
Omorui, and he's a really great player. You know, I like to call him a, you know, Clifford the 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 big Scarlet Knight. <laughs> you know, since uh, you know, the big red dog reference. So he's a really great player, six eleven, super athletic, really physical player. Um, he had sixteen and ten on six of seven, seven shooting against Penn State. We could not stop him. It did not matter if it was, uh, you know, Kevin Jai, Mike, uh, actually Mikey Hen didn't play in this last matchup. So that would have been uh, Caleb Dorsey. Uh, we had no success whatsoever. Uh, so I think they're going to, you know, try to figure out a way to keep him out of the paint. Another guy that had a really good game uh, was Mulcahy. Uh, you know, he was knocking down five of 11 shooting. And um, Cam Spencer is a guy that I think is actually going to have a better game. We are actually able to hold him to one of seven shooting, which is really uncharacteristic considering he's one of their best, uh, best scorers. So uh, I, whatever they did, they need to continue to do against Cam Spencer and, you know, limit his shooting opportunities and, you know, limit his effectiveness as you know, a driver so that, uh, you know, Penn State can keep uh, Rutgers from scoring in the paint because this Rutgers team does not like to shoot threes. They only shot 13 in that matchup where they were, they were four of 13. So this is a team that likes to get to the paint. So, you know, if we can, you know, stop the driving and move our feet on defense, unlike we did in the first matchup, uh, those will be huge turning points in the games. And also a guy that they have who came off the bench and was just knocking down shots was Andre Hyatt. And, you know, we, we, we talked about in that streak where it seemed like everyone we played, uh, you know, there was a role player that we made look like uh, a superstar. It was Mason Willis uh, against Purdue. He, he let us up and against Rutgers, it was uh, Andre Hyde. He had 14 points on six to 12 shooting. So, um, you know, stopping guys like him and everyone uh, playing good defense like they were, I, I think uh, you'll see the Nittany Lions coming out here with the W. Good stuff. I love the confidence. So uh, do you have a communion prediction for us then? My communion prediction is that Cam Winter is going to have 20 points. I think he's going to have a really good performance. I love how he's playing. Uh, I'm expecting big things from him. Awesome. My prediction is that we're going to have uh, four players in double-digit scoring. So I think you're going to see uh, Winter, Lundy, and Pickett in double digits, but you're going to see a fourth guy in there too. I think that this is going to be uh, a collective team offensive effort. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I think they're going to look at the numbers and say, hey, we need more than three guys scoring uh, You know, to beat a really good Rucker squad. So yeah, um, you know, especially when our team is hitting threes, uh, three points is worth more than two, uh, as is common knowledge. So if we can knock down our threes, I, I really like our odds against this this Rutgers team. I, I think they'll be, be in good shape. And I, I hope that Andrew Funk is that fourth guy because he only took two shots tonight and you know they really right. locked him up uh, defensively. So I, I think because of that, he's going to be due. His, his arm is going to be fresh, and he, he's going to be ready to go and knock down some threes. And and I think he'll make the the funky monkey very happy. Have, have you seen the funky monkey yet on TV? <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I haven't seen it. Tell me what it is. So um, in one of his uh, his pregame uh, like interviews or interviews with the players that was on the, the Jumbotron during the intermission, uh, you know, Andrew Funk was just talking about, oh, why he chose Penn State and and whatnot. And they, they asked him if he had any nicknames. And he's like, oh, funky monkeys one. So there's this one fan who always shows up in a monkey suit. It's like a pajama, like monkey suit. 
and he uh he has like a a spinner you know or a poster that says uh you know funky monkey threes and he has like a a, a scorecard thing so oh, yeah he's been it, it started around like 50 and i think it's like well past 73s that andrew funk has made for penn state so like he just keeps on going and going and flipping the thing and you know pretty Pretty soon, I think he's gonna gonna run out and or need a new poster because it's only double digits. It doesn't go to a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, that's uh, that's the kind of energy that we love. So, uh, final score prediction. What do you got? So, I think this will be a, a competitive game. It'll be close, but I think you're going to see uh, Penn State doing really well in critical moments. I think you're going to see them feeding off of the crowd energy. I'm going to say Penn State. 78 Rutgers 70. How about you? What's your prediction? Good stuff. Mine is pretty close to yours. I'm taking Penn State 72, Rutgers 66. I think that um it's gonna be another close one, gonna be uh some sweaty palms in the BJC, but I I do like Penn State and their chances uh to come out on top in a in a closely contested game. Like the, the these types of games are or like this type of win against Ohio State or just against a Big Ten team in general, like that gives you some grit, you know, it, it gives you some calluses. So you just, you know how to do it once and you'll know how to do it again. So I like Penn State's chances in this one and uh, hopefully we'll keep the winning train rolling. Yeah. And uh, right now we're eight and nine in Big Ten play. And something that's really important that we haven't talked about yet is the fact of the bye. And, you know, on Wednesday, uh, March 8th, those, bottom four teams play an extra game essentially. And right now Penn state's the 11 site 11 seed and Wisconsin is number 10. They have the same record as us. So we need to find a way to get ahead of them because they do own the tiebreaker since they beat us in both matchups. So, you know, Penn state closing out and winning out if they can win out or, you know, maybe we win the two out of the next three. I think we have a really good chance to pass Wisconsin and move into that 10 seed. And then that would give us a buy. And that would be a huge advantage in terms of freshness in the big 10 tournament where you have to play a game every single day. And guys like Jalen Pickett, who, who play 40 minutes a game, that rest can be you know so important to not have an extra day under your legs. 100%. So if you had to attach like confidence points between one and a hundred, what would you say is Penn state's likelihood to get into that? by scenario do you mean like if how many games they win or if i think they can make it yeah like do you think that they'll that they'll make it into that spot like yeah you know like uh let's say even like one one out of ten like what do you think the chances are so i think there's probably i would say between 60 and 70 percent. that's where i'm at right around two-thirds so i would say okay. two out of three times uh, I, I don't know wisconsin schedule off the top of my head um, but I, I have confidence that we can beat Rutgers at home. And uh, Maryland is a team that has really traveled poorly in the in the Big Ten play. They've kind of been like Penn State, where they've been really good at home and really bad on the road. And Northwestern, I think that's going to be uh, our toughest contest. If if we beat Rutgers, Maryland, and Northwestern, um, you can just uh, you know buy your ticket to. Uh, whatever region Penn State will be going because they will be dancing if they they win these <laughs> next three games, including nice. a big win over Northwestern. Northwestern is kind of one of the biggest stories in Penn State basketball or uh, you know Big Ten basketball and national basketball this year. Even uh, no one really expected them to be good, and here they are competing for the two seed in the Big Ten 
tournament and, you know, they're ranked uh, 21st in the country. So the Wildcats have been, you know, crushing it this year with uh, Chase Adige and Boo Booey. Uh, they've been doing really well. And, you know, definitely one of the team, probably out of the three we have left, the team I'm w- most worried about facing. Yeah, uh, with with good reason, for sure. You know, they're kind of an up-and-comer. But uh, nonetheless, we have a matchup with Rutgers on the horizon here for this upcoming weekend. Uh, anything else that you want to discuss about that matchup before we head out of here? Just, uh, it's going to be fun. Border war. Uh, we think that PA is better than New Jersey. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So now it's time. It's time for the basketball to match the football. Yes, it is. So, uh, you know, hopefully we get a, a big, big margin of victory, just like football. And, uh, I hope they run that, um, that South park ad on, on the video board again. It was like, um, Stan Marsh's dad. He was like waving this flag and it was like one of those no signs, but it had like New Jersey. in it. No, so I think like, New Jersey, I I don't know what ha- was happening in the South Park episode. Like yeah. New Jersey was like expanding and like was becoming like an empire or something. And like they're like on, he's on top of this board, just waving this flag. It's like no Jersey, <laughs> like nice. So uh, you know that that was fun, and I hope they play that again. And uh, you know, hopefully we can uh, send Rutgers fans home. That's right. Uh, so. I think that we're all set here. So um, should we let the know, let the folks know how they can help us out? Yeah. If you'd like to support the pod, please tell your friends, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star review. So other than any line fans, like you can find us interested in new episodes. You can subscribe on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, or other streaming platforms to be notified. Thank you for listening. And we want to remind you that we are the Nittany blues podcast. See you next time.